This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Joe Biden and the communists, they're at it again, lying about something, something really ugly. We'll talk about that tonight. We'll talk about Kira Davis and Jeff Charles and this horrible school board thing that's going on out there. Mike Cernovich. Blake Masters, all that's coming up on I'm Right. Isn't it amazing how quickly they've found a story on abortion that somehow makes their point for them? Have you noticed this? I'm sure you probably have. You see, Roe versus Wade got overturned, and they freaked out and acted like it meant something which it didn't even mean. It just put it back to the states. But immediately, Democrats begin looking for a way to shift public opinion back to their side. And soon, you started hearing stories about this 10-year-old girl, some 10-year-old girl in Ohio. She... She had to leave the state to go get an abortion. It was going to kill her. I mean, you, you do remember Joe Biden, president of the United States, telling us about this 10-year-old girl. This isn't some imagined horror. It's already happening. Just last week, it was reported that a 10-year-old girl was a rape victim in Ohio. 10 years old. And she was forced to have to travel out of the state to Indiana to seek to terminate the presidency and maybe save her life. That's last part is my judgment. Ten years old. Ten years old. Raped, six weeks pregnant, already traumatized, was forced to travel to another state. Imagine being that little girl. Just, I'm, I'm serious, just imagine being that little girl. Ten years old. 
first of all, that's complete crap. Ohio's attorney general already came out and said in a case like that, it would be totally lawful for that young girl to be treated in the state of Ohio. That's one. Two, there was just this tiny little detail Joe Biden and the American media chose to leave out of that story, the rape of a 10-year-old girl. I mean, do you remember? It took people forever to even find the story. Why did it take so long to find the actual story? We heard reports of the story, but what, what was the story behind it? An illegal alien did that to the 10-year-old girl. My friend Greg Price put it pretty well, I thought. Quote, a 10-year-old girl was raped in Ohio by an illegal alien and could have gotten a legal abortion in the state because it threatened her life, but the doctors didn't report it to the police, shipped her over to Indiana, and it turned into a media story to sell abortion to the public. Why are these people, why are these people so in love with illegal aliens and so in love with abortion? Why? I don't understand it unless I simply accept we are dealing with anti-humans. We're dealing with communists. We're dealing with true demons. That's what these people are. I mean, we do hear them talk all the time about mass shootings, right? Mass shooting this, mass shooting that. Do you know there was a mass shooting prepped and ready for July 4th? It ended up getting foiled. Oh, you didn't hear about that? Oh, I think I may know why. It was two illegal aliens that did it. I mean, I want you to look at something. I want you to look right now at what's happening on our border. I want you to look at this. 239,000 encounters in May alone. In May alone. Look at that. Tell me. Tell me. Do you know how many people in there are going to rape a 10-year-old? Are going to murder somebody? Do you know? I don't. Does anybody? We don't have a secure border. None of these people are actually being turned away. We're basically just doing the matador thing and waving them all into the United States of America where they rape and kill and pillage. And I haven't even brought up fentanyl. Fentanyl comes from China, gets in the hands of the Mexican drug cartels, and this thing is deadly on a level you can't possibly understand. Please hear me when I tell you the days of uh, whatever you were doing in the clubs with some white powder and a friend are long, long gone. You stay away from drugs these days. This stuff is unlike anything I've ever heard of, and I have a bunch of narco cops, and they say the same thing. You want to hear something crazy? You want to see a wild story? Know how deadly is fentanyl? Watch this. It was only a matter of minutes after picking up the dollar bill to Bellevue McDonald's that Renee Parsons felt as though she couldn't breathe and her body began to feel numb. I couldn't even breathe. It's almost a, a, a burning sensation, if you will, that starts like here at your shoulders and then it just goes down because it's almost like it's numbing your entire body. Her husband, Justin, says her speech began to slur before she went unconscious while he drove to the closest hospital. I grabbed my husband's arm with the same hand that I had had the money in and said, Justin, please help me. It won't stop. It's getting worse. Soon after, Justin felt side effects as well. My lips started going numb and, and I had my arm broke out numb. Rash. His symptoms lasted for about an hour, Renee's for about four, before she was released on an accidental overdose. From picking up a dollar bill. Yeah, I think we should maybe secure the border, don't you? 
which is why I find videos like this from Arizona Senate candidate Blake Masters so refreshing. We can never amnesty any illegal alien, period. If your first interaction with our country is to break its immigration laws, you will never get amnesty. You will never become a United States citizen. That is a line in the sand. We will never cross it. We have to stop incentivizing illegal immigration. You know, the left, Mark Kelly, he'll make noises about border security. But Mark Kelly doesn't want to deport anybody, no matter what they do, right? If you're not deporting people, you don't have border security. And I think that literally everybody that Joe Biden has let in, at a minimum, deserves to be deported. Isn't it nice to hear somebody running for office talk like, I don't know, a human being, like you talk. Joining me now, Blake Masters running for Senate in Arizona. Gosh, I hope he wins. All right, what is the Blake Master border security plan? Because I am hoping and assuming you are going to be sitting in the Senate here shortly. Well, thank you, Jesse. Absolutely. I meant what I said. It's the correct amount of illegal immigration is zero, right? That's what federal law says. And look, we know what to do. We know we need to finish Trump's wall. Uh, I think we need three times, maybe up to five times as many Border Patrol agents, right? We got to give those guys all the tools and tech and training that they need. Um, we should re-implement Remain in Mexico. Like, we know what to do in terms of policy. The problem is there's a lack of political will. You know, so many Democrats and unfortunately too many Republicans, they're okay with open borders. And I just think that's crazy. Uh, we need to stop inviting people to come here. We need to stop paying them to come here. Uh, Biden caused this crisis. I find it unforgivable. Blake, why is there a lack of political will? I've never been able to figure this out. I know you've been to, uh, you've given a thousand speeches by this point in time, and you see the things people say to you when you say the things they think. This is what at least the Republican base wants. I mean, half the Democrat base wants illegal immigrants deported. That's not some radical concept. That's how every normal country has ever operated. And yet our politicians on both sides, like you pointed out, act like that's some kind of barbaric, inhumane thing to do. We don't even really have an ICE anymore. It's madness. You know what it is? It's politicians being scared of being called racist. That's what it is. Yeah. The Washington Post is finalizing a hit piece on me. It'll come out in a few days. And, you know, they're going to call me a racist, a bigot, a great replacement conspiracy theory, all this crap. <laughs> when, and of course, it's it's all just fake. It's not racist to say that your country deserves a strong border. I don't think illegal immigration should be tolerated no matter where the people are coming from, no matter who they are, right? I don't want Bangladeshis coming in illegally. I don't want Swedish people coming in illegally. It's not about race. It's just about this fundamental question. Do you have a country or don't you? But too many politicians are terrified. Uh, they, they don't want to take the heat. They don't want to be called racist. And that's why there's no political will to solve this problem. Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, changing subjects a little bit here. Obviously, Roe versus Wade got overturned. Just an FYI, once again, for everybody, all that means is every state decides for itself. It didn't, uh, it didn't assault women's rights in any way. But since then, we've watched the communists in this country lie and lie and lie about everything from ectopic pregnancies to, to the rape of a 10-year-old girl that may or may not have happened. Now it looks like it happened and it was an illegal immigrant that did it. I'm encouraged because all they have is lies when it comes to this issue. I think people on really all sides are waking up to just how horrific this is, and, and they know this whole thing's been built on lies. 
Well, that's right. You know, you look at the polls, and I think something like 88% of people in this country know that we're heading in the wrong direction. You know, and even Democrats know it. And that's why they're stuck telling lies. Uh, the New York Times lies about me. They lie about me because they know that when I'm the candidate in Arizona delivering the America First message, we win and they lose. Um, people, they're, they're going to try to gin up outrage over the Dobbs decision. They're going to try to gin up outrage over guns and school shootings and all that. But if we stay on message and focus on the ways in which the Democrat uh, leadership class has failed, we're going to crush it. You know, we can't get complacent and just expect this red wave. We have to do the hard work to make it happen. But man, the Democrats have failed so badly, and literally 90% of Americans know it. Uh, so we just got to replace these people with good Republicans, right? Not just any Republican, America first Republicans, in order to have a chance of turning the ship around. Finally, do you think we are ready to turn the ship around? I'm talking about our side and actually start playing offense instead of defense, instead of trying to look like the nice guys. Are we ready to actually take some ground back from these people? Because that would sure be nice. That's, that's the question. I'm ready to do it. That's what I'm doing here in Arizona. But we do have to clean up our own party, right, with Republicans like Mitt Romney, right, Murkowski, Collins, the, the 10 senators that voted for the red flag gun confiscation bill. Um, we, have to, we have to rebuild our party and then defeat the left. So, look, we've got our work cut out for us, but you said it. We need to take a page from President Trump and start playing offense, not just defense. Blake, if people want to support you, and I never do this, but I want them to, where can they go do that, please? Thank you, Jesse. Very simple. Just go to blakemasters.com. There. Even I can remember that. Blakemasters.com. Thank you, boss. Thanks, sir. See ya. All right. Giving the communists a taste of their own medicine. It's very important. It's something that has made the right uncomfortable for a long time. Something that might make you uncomfortable when I actually show you what it looks like. But I'm about to show you what it looks like. AOC, something happened to her. We'll show that to you next. Before we show you that, what are you going to do if this recession does what really everyone thinks it's going to do now and gets worse and worse and worse? and inflation gets worse and worse and worse. Remember, it's not like we have bad inflation and now they're done with the spending and they're not printing money anymore. They're still just churning out that money machine. What are you going to do? What am I going to do? Are we prepared to live in a country once again, like, like we've had before during the Great Depression, where we have to barter for things we want? You understand that just because you've never lived that way doesn't mean Americans haven't ever before. Do you have any precious metals at all? You know Oxford Gold Group will deliver them to your front door, right? Gold and silver. You know to, to get that loaf of bread, that pound of burger a year from now, that dollar may not cut the mustard. Even if it does, at least you'll have value no matter what. Call 833-995-GOLD and tell them Jesse told you to call. They'll take good care of you. They'll deliver gold to your front door. Just get something, something. 833-995-GOLD. We'll be back. Each morning, the President of the United States receives a highly classified briefing on the most important issues facing the country. It's called the President's Daily Brief, or PDB. It's delivered by America's spies and analysts. Well, now you can hear your very own PDB in the form of a podcast hosted by me, Brian Dean Wright a former CIA operations officer. 
Each morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, I'll bring you 15 to 20 minutes of the most important issues facing the country, giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning. There's a comedian out there, I want to give him credit, Alex Stein. We've played a couple of his videos on the show before. They're very, very funny. And Alex Stein decided to do something. Now, his reasons behind this, I don't know. I haven't reached out to him. But he decided to videotape himself going on Capitol Hill to heckle members of Congress. Now, I'm going to play you some of this heckling. I'm going to say something to you before I play the video, though. Maybe... Maybe you're going to watch this and say, I don't like that. And I'll be frank with you. I wouldn't do this. I'm not, judge not passing any judgment. It's just not my style. I wouldn't do this. I look at that and I think, oh, I don't know about that. But before you go there, allow me to just point this out. Us being very comfortable and only doing things that make us comfortable is a big part of why we've lost the culture war to a bunch of communist subversives. We've been above all these things for decades now. While they have just chosen to engage in all these things, they're winning, we're losing. They never once looked at your good conduct or my good conduct and said to themselves, oh, Barbara is so inspiring with how nice she is. You know what? I don't think I'm going to burn down this, this, this uh, crisis pregnancy center. They don't think like that. If they're not going to be inspired by our good conduct, maybe, just maybe, they'll be dissuaded by our bad conduct. Here's Alex Stein. Hey, Jamal, do you like Hunter's taste in prostitutes? Do you think Hunter, does Hunter Biden have good taste in prostitutes? Does he? Has he got good taste? Adam, why are you such a traitor, Adam? Why are you such a traitor? You know January 6th wasn't bad. You're a scumbag, Adam. You're the worst. Kinzinger, you're a d Look at Adam Kinzinger, the political d Kinzinger, you're a fake rhino Republican, Kinzinger. Look at this d Adam Kinzinger, he sucks. See, my favorite big booty Latina. I love you, AOC. You're my favorite. She wants to kill babies, but she's still beautiful. You look very beautiful in that dress. You look very sexy. Look at that booty on AOC. That's my favorite big booty Latina. I love it. My favorite AOC. Nice to meet you, AOC. Look how sexy she looks in that dress. Woo, I love it, AOC. Hot, hot, hot like a tamale. How's it make you feel? Look, AOC, of course, went running to the cameras afterwards, complaining that nobody was there to protect her from getting catcalled. Hey everybody, I'm here in the Capitol. Um, see this guy right there? Right there. He, when I was walking up, um, he said, hey, right in front of the Capitol Police officer, said, hey, uh, here's this, look at that big ass, look at that big juicy booty, this Latina, like whatever, you know, all the bunch of racist, sexist stuff. And since Nobody can do anything. I'm just telling you because um, this institution is not designed to protect people. Hmm. Man, she's pretty rattled. Gosh, that is 
That is too bad. We should be above that, right? I mean, she's she's shaken up. Somebody, somebody approached her in public and said things that made her uncomfortable. And that's terrible. I'm so sorry she had to go through that. But that's weird because, let me check my notes here. It seems like it was just a few weeks ago, Roe versus Wade got overturned and AOC had this to say. Into the streets, okay. Um, the same people there chanting with AOC were showing up outside of the homes of Supreme Court justices. One in particular, Brett Kavanaugh, they had to arrest a man who showed up to murder him. He had, if I remember right, a knife, a gun, pepper spray, and the works. He was there to assassinate Brett Kavanaugh. And then just shortly after that, Brett Kavanaugh was out at a Morton Steakhouse in Washington, D.C., and had to be snuck out the back because these communist street activists showed up and ran him out of the joint. And you know what AOC's response to that was? Do you know what her response to that was? Quote, Poor guy. He left before his souffle because he decided half the country should risk death if they have an ectopic pregnancy within the wrong state lines, which is a lie. It's all very unfair to him. Which is a lie is not part of what she said. Forget about that. It's all very unfair to him. The least they could do is let him eat cake. So AOC thinks it's a perfectly acceptable part of the political process here in America to approach somebody out in public and heckle them if you're not comfortable with their political views. Maybe the next time AOC suggests something like that, maybe, just maybe, she will remember her experience getting catcalled or walking up those stairs and she'll choose to shut that big fat mouth of hers for once. I don't know. That's just me. All right, we got more. Mike Cernovich is going to join me next to respond to this and other things. But let's talk first about Eden Pure Thunderstorm. Eden Pure Thunderstorm. I've had air purifiers my whole life. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, the big tower-looking things. They kind of go, and they're pretty loud, but they're there to help clean your air. Try to get some of the dirt and dust out of the air, some of the allergens, if you're lucky, out of the air. I've never had one, ever, that had me throw away my allergy medication. The over-the-counter allergy medication you get down at the pharmacy. I don't own any allergy medication anymore because I have an Eden Pure Thunderstorm where I sleep, in my living room, and where my sons sleep. This thing is like a miracle. I get emails every day thanking me for it. How's that happen? Go to EdenPureDeals.com. The code JESSE gets you $200 off a three-pack. EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE, a three-pack for under 200 bucks. Go now. I think the thing that was so crazy about that incident is not even that it happened, but that it happened on the Capitol steps right in front of a Capitol Police officer. And this dude was engaged, like this wasn't about a political opinion or protest or anything like that. He was engaged in very clearly sexually threatening, aggressive behavior right in front, on the Capitol steps in front of an officer. And 
he wasn't even asked to take a step back. Like, this officer was just cool with it. Oh, man, that is too bad. I thought, what is that? This is what democracy looked like. That's what I thought. Joining me now, my friend Mike Cernovich. He is the creator of the movie Hoaxed. If you want to know, by the way, my sky is green theory, uh, Mike Cernovich put this movie out a long time ago, and it will explain to you why everything you know is a lie. Everything they tell you is a lie. So I thought it'd be appropriate to bring Mike on today. Mike, obviously everyone saw the video. Everyone sees what he was doing, feeding the communists a bit of their own medicine. People aren't fooled anymore, correct? Well, that's why she, that's why they hate social media, because if you watched her description of the incident, you would immediately think, oh man, what happened? You would imagine it was like a creeper in a trench coat revealed himself or something, right? You would think it was a crime. Then you watch the actual video and think, oh, this is a little different. I had a flashback actually when you played that video of the other video AOC did, remember when she did the video basically claiming the cop was, he, she thought the cop was about to rape her or something? Yes. Do you remember that one? Yeah, I do. So, I thought you were, I thought that was her, I thought that was that video you were playing at first because I remember she does this whole video where she really did a Capitol Police officer dirty and suggested he like kicked in the door and it was some dark, ominous stuff. And that's what I thought she was getting at there. So she definitely is a Amber Heard style gaslighter. Mike, she is. And I don't think people understand how long she's going to be around and that she's going to be the face and almost undoubtedly in leadership in the Democratic Party. Of course, they're going to get wiped out at the midterms. That's not exactly news, but it's going to be the radicals like her who are still sitting right there. AOC ain't losing her race. She's around for a while. She's around for 50 years, no question, yeah. in the district she is. And the rhetoric that she uses shows what it, pl it plays for her base, right? Her base wants victimization. And that's a dangerous mentality that they have, where they, they're walking around looking for a reason to be a victim. And it amplifies something you've talked about, I've talked about before, which is you have to just avoid these people now. There's this line of, and conservatism probably influenced by the, the Christian influence of conservatism where you think you can reach out to these people. You go near them, you know, who knows what they're gonna say you did. You, you just cannot, I, I, I keep telling people this and they don't listen and then people end up getting in trouble because they don't listen. You can't be near them because you're in the same room with them what are they going to say? They'll, they'll make something up. They'll amber heard you so fast. And I'm conservatives need to quit being naive. Just watch this video and look at how she's describing. The guy, the guy Alex did, a, it was like a Howard Stern Baba Booey thing. You know, not something I would have done, not something you would have done, not really our vibe. But it was like, okay, this is a shock jock, Howard Stern kind of Baba Booey thing. AOC throws a peace sign. She's kind of laughing, thinking, what is this? nonsense going on here and then that that's now flipped into um sexually threatening encounter that's how she's going to describe it i'm telling you man we got to keep reminding people just stay away just stay away cool I'm glad you brought this up. We have another little clip about uh, of AOC talking. I know you've seen it already. Talking about the Capitol Police and how they let people in the door. And actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off your point. Watch this video real quick. 
this, these insurrectionists. Like Antifa? And that there were actual officers working with this, and we never got to the bottom of that, and we never got any answers about that. And then to this day, we're just supposed to pretend that that never happened. I have no idea what happened to the people on the inside who were very clearly sympathetic with what was going on and opening the doors wide open for that. Okay, so that's a Democrat. I, I, I know Mike knows this, so I'm just going to tell everyone else. That's a sitting member of Congress telling people the Capitol Police let those January 6th people in. You've seen all the video of Ray Epps and others encouraging people to go in and then not being arrested. The FBI declares a massive no comment when they're asked that there were FBI agents in the crowd. What Mike just said is real. I think you need to stay away from blue areas because you have no friends there anymore and they will ruin your life, if not end your life. Mike, am I crazy? I, I don't like these protests that happen in D.C. anymore or New York anymore, not from our side. I don't know why you risk your freedom and your livelihood going in those places. I won't go to those places. I actually got in a lot of trouble when there was a viral video of a Democrat demon thug harassing a woman on a train. And everybody's like, where's the real men? Why aren't they standing up for this? And I'm like, well, first of all, there's a 90% chance that this person voted for Democrats. So like, oh, go be, go risk your life to rescue a Democrat voter for what they voted for. But two, I said, look, in New York, if you defend another person and, and the person that you're defending her from is of a certain protected class, you're done, man, your life is over. People go, oh, Cernovich, you're a coward. I'm like, dude, I'm a coward. I've I've gone in these areas. Like I've I've confronted these people. I go, you people are naive. So then, what happens with the bodega owner who's about to be murdered by a gang member and a gang member's wife, um, Jose Alda, I think was his name. He defends himself because you have no choice but to defend yourself. In that case, you you have no choice, and he goes to Rikers Island. But conservatives want to tell me, you know what, Cernovich, if I'm on a subway and some d Democrat supported thug is it, I'm going to go, you are, you're, you're going to do that for real. You're going to jeopardize your freedom and your family's livelihood and your family's freedom for this. Who are, you know, sometimes I'm like, who are you people? How can you be this naive? Like the, you know, even I, the Bible said, gentle as a dove, but wise as a serpent. Christians I, need to read that other I, part. I keep trying to tell them, Mike, you wander into these Democrat cities. I hope you got a million bucks for a lawyer, and you're also going to face probably a Democrat cop who puts you in cuffs, almost undoubtedly Democrat judge, all Democrat jury, and you're going to have a Democrat DA who believes you should go to prison for the rest of your life just for what you believe. So, I'm, look, you do what you do, but all right. Anyway, pedophiles, not exactly a bright and sunny topic, I know, but we have a U.S. Postal Service official appointed under Joe Biden, well, a here he is. Somebody who likes young people. Someone that likes young young. Exactly. And what am I sitting here for? Because I was talking to someone who was young. Right. So what are you? I'm a pedophile. Mike, there are a shocking number of pedophiles in our society, but maybe I was naive. Maybe this is every society. Maybe it's every society in history. But I am just so weirded out that every day it seems we have a new batch of these people we uncover. Why? Well, what I've been telling people, you know, myself included, is that the, the bright light to living in this society is you can claim God's not real, but you can't claim the devil isn't real and that yeah. the devil isn't 
working. And I've been going back and reading a lot of historical works on religion. And two things were actually quite prevalent in pagan societies. One was uh, child sacrifice to Moloch. This is a real thing people can look up. And then you look at abortion, you're like, oh, why are these people so, because I remember with abortion, I was always like, look, man, I get it. People make a bad choice. You're 16. I don't agree with it, but I can at least, like, I can empathize and I can understand and maybe even look the other way and not be so judgy, judgy, right? But then I kept thinking, why do they want to kill him? Like a nine-month-old fully formed baby. It just never made sense. And then I started reading the historical religious accounts. And actually, this is a sacrificing a baby is one of the greatest things that they can do in their pagan traditions and giving babies to Moloch. And this is this was like a real thing. This is the, the Old Testament stuff that God was up against. That's why when people go, oh, God in the Old Testament was a big meanie guy. And you're like, no, 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 you gotta you gotta read like the full context. He was going in to societies that sacrificed babies to Moloch. He wasn't going into like a random city and saying, go kill all these people. It was a completely different vibe. It's like this ahistoricalism that I think even a lot of Christians struggle with where, well, the Old Testament has some bad passages. Yeah, it was Moloch. These were pagan cultures that were engaged in ritual sacrifices involving demons. And you can read the context. And then pedophilia was a big one too because they believe that and, and Al, Al, um, Alistair Crowsley was, was talking about this too. They believe that taking innocence is part of their ritualistic practice. So that's why they're all pedophiles too. So there's a very deep religious belief to this for them. It's a religious practice. God, I need a shower. Mike, keep doing what you're doing, brother. I appreciate you. Thank you. Ugh. He's right though. He's right. You, you actually read history books. It's everywhere in there. All right. I'm going to talk to Kira Davis and Jeff Charles next. You're not going to believe what happened when a father tried to read a book that was in the school library in front of the school board. Just hang on for this for just one second. Let, let me talk to you again one more time about you preparing yourself financially. No, I'm not here to give you investment advice. I, I would never do something like that. That's not my area. I believe in preparation. Why do I have Moyamo at home? Why do I have emergency food supplies? Thank you, My Patriot Supply. Why do I practice with my weapon? Why do I have a way to get clean water? Why do I have gold? Because I believe we are facing something drastic in this world, and I believe it's coming. I, I, I don't know what that is, and I don't try to be a doomsdayer. I don't know what that is, but I do know this. Gold has had value, well, since the dawn of time. So I never have to worry that that gold, Oxford gold, delivered to my front door is going to lose all its value because it's never happened. Gold will always be there. I know that. I will always be able to get things I need because I have gold. Will you call 833-995-GOLD? Tell Oxford Jesse told you to call. They'll deliver gold to your front door. 833-995-GOLD. We'll be back. Tonight, I'm going to give a sampling from three books that are in our libraries, the Fleming School and the Oakleaf School. And then we can discuss, you can discuss, the process by which these books get on the shelves, because there's a Clay County employee that got paid to put this book, Lucky, by Alice Sabot. I'm going to read things. If there's children watching, cover their ears. He began to need I'm going to stop you right there, sir. I'm going to stop you right there. The reason I'm stopping you is because these meetings are 
if you'll hush your mouth for a minute and listen instead of just talking, you may learn something. The problem is, sir, is these meetings are broadcast. There are people at home that are watching it on YouTube. There are people that are watching it on community television. Are you going to listen or are you going to run your mouth? And you'll get it back. But you'll get it back to talk about something besides reading pornography into a, a public television set. So you can't read it out loud, but the kids can read it in school? Joining me now, my friend Kira Davis, editor-at-large, Red State. She's also running for school board in Orange County. And my friend Jeff Charles, he is a contributor to redstate.com and libertynation.com. Uh, first of all, we're not going to address what you both are wearing right now because that we'll have time to get into that at a later date. But, Jeff, when? it's very, very obvious at this point in time that they're after kids, right? I mean, I'm not misreading that. I'm not trying to be over the top. What other reason would there be to have some of these horrific things in schools? I know you've seen the images, Jeff, and the things in there. Why? Like, what's the motivation for the person who puts that crap in school? Yeah, by now, it is completely undeniable that they want kids learning these things. I mean, he couldn't even read it in the city council meeting for adults, but they want kids to see this. This is no longer in the realm of um, incompetence or accidental. This is straight out indoctrination. This is trying to desensitize children to things that are inappropriate for their age group. If, he want, if it was an accident, then they would take it down once it was brought to their attention. They're not. They're fighting to keep this stuff in there and trying to ridicule people like you and I for speaking out against it. So at this point, it, it, it can't be accidental. This is on purpose. But Jeff, and I'll get to Kira in a moment, why? I mean, like, if, if I try to manipulate kids, like I try to manipulate my kids, they're my kids. I want them to grow up a certain way. I have a purpose for them, right? When I say no, say yes, sir, say no, ma'am, it's because I want them to say those things when they're an adult. That, that's why I have it. Why does a teacher or administrator or whoever, why do they want to sexualize young children? To what end? I mean, uh, that's a hard question to answer. There, there could be plenty of them. I, it seems to me like they want to desensitize them to sexual sexual matters because it will make them more accepting of it, whether it's transgender, whether it's any letter of the LGBTQ community. Now, I could go more insidious with this. I mean, if you heard the term groomer, I, I wouldn't be surprising if they want to move more towards making that more acceptable to be sexual with, with children because we already know that there's a movement out there to do this i'm not saying everybody is buys into it but there is a movement to make that more acceptable and when i'm seeing this what other what other conclusion are we supposed to come to? kira what conclusion are we supposed to come to uh, <laughs> um i think we're supposed to come to the conclusion that um, our school boards and our public school system has decided that parents no longer matter in this process. And this is only now about what they want our children to be learning and what they feel is necessary to groom the next generation. You're absolutely right. I'll tell you what, here in California, we had, I know I've been on your show talking about it in past years, we had this egregious sex ed curriculum that was approved. I was involved in battling it. We fought to the bitter end. We lost, of course. The people who wrote that curriculum were not the policymakers. It wasn't our elected officials. It was a group called the, the um, Human Rights Council, HRC, and they are a LGBTQ plus 2IA, <laughs> whatever all the letters are, group. They're an advocacy group. 
and they work towards desensitizing children um, on sexuality and different sexual behaviors. They wrote our sex ed curriculum. So here's what happens. You put those books in the library, you stuff them in a shelf where parents are probably never gonna see them unless they're very curious. And then like Jeff says, that stuff becomes available. It becomes acceptable. And then you combine that with the kids being desensitized to that in their library with what they're learning in the classroom. And suddenly they're way more opening to consider, they're way more open, excuse me, to considering that they might be a boy rather than a girl or vice versa, or that these other sexual behaviors are, quote, normal. And, um, and in fact, are so normal that your nasty, filthy, dumb parents will take these these uh, materials away if you let them know they're there. It is, it is all part of this insidious cycle. These people are already, they're not just sticking the books in the library, they're writing our curriculum and they're not even educators. Randy Weingarten, she's out there, well, saying critical race theory is not even taught in schools. Critical race theory is not taught in elementary schools or middle schools or high schools. Jeff, that's great news. I thought it was. I guess I guess I was wrong. Yeah, this is what you call being factual, but also dishonest. Because technically, they're not going into classrooms saying, okay, kids, open up your critical race theory book. They're not teaching the actual theory, but they're teaching elements that are inspired by the theory. There are plenty of concepts that are being taught in diversity trainings in these schools that are being taught to kids that come directly from critical race theory. Like, for example, you take the concept of whiteness. There are plenty of news stories about these teachers teaching about how whiteness is so horrible. Well, guess where that comes from? That comes from critical race theory, and I know because I've read their material. I have plenty of examples. Like I, I put together two spreadsheets of news stories talking about these things being taught in these classrooms so that people like Randy Weingarten can't lie about it anymore. There are way too many examples of this going on for them to say that it's not happening. Kira, no matter the color of the parent, I have yet to talk to one who likes their children being taught this stuff. So if the parents aren't the ones pushing this racial division crap, who is? Because I've never talked to a parent, white, black, Hispanic, Asian, not one. And I talk to a lot of them who's excited about this. They're all mad. So who's pushing this and why? Well, these are just like with the sex ed curriculum. These are outside activist organizations who uh, boom. Now that they're experiencing a boom from the CRT explosion led by Ibram X. Kendi and Robin D'Angelo, uh, there's a whole industry that's cropped up around it. They make a lot of money. We're talking a lot of money, hundreds of thousands of dollars, selling these training sessions to teachers' unions. So activist groups combining with teachers' unions, and both are very, very powerful. And guess who's not very powerful? right now parents so we haven't been able to push back against it we didn't see it coming and then when we did notice it was really too late for us to uh, to really push back against it and make sure that it didn't infiltrate our schools of course Jesse as you know we're seeing a pushback now people like me across the country are running for our school boards I'll tell you what I went to my school board meeting last night and our school board is actually considering bringing back this mask mandate after all of this. And parents, I know, it's just ridiculous. And they would not commit to writing a mask choice resolution, even though that would be easy, because they know the unions are probably going to push them come the fall. So this is what we're up against. 
and it's time for parents to stand up because the activist organizations aren't stopping and they're flush with cash and they're flush with power and you combine that with the cash and power of the teachers unions it seems almost impossible but i'll tell you what i did see last night at my school board meeting jesse I broke a story about a student that had some trouble regarding a CRT-related issue. You can find that uh, story at redstate.com or find it on my Twitter at Real Kira Davis. I wrote a story about that. The lawyer who represented the mom in the story actually served the school board at the school board meeting with papers. They are getting sued. And that lawyer, he flew in from Phoenix to show up and to hand deliver those papers in the middle of the school board meeting. And there were parents there who were shocked, but afterwards I talked to parents and they were thrilled because they feel powerless, but suddenly they are realizing, we're all realizing that if we stand up together, we actually do have power. One parent said last night, uh, I don't need your school, but you need my kids. And that's the attitude that we need to go out there with. Amen. I'm out of time. Kira, Jeff, thank you both. I appreciate you guys color coordinating for me tonight. Thank you. I look better. Of course. All right. (laughs) All right. It is time to lighten the mood next. Now, before we do that, let's talk about... uh, You ever heard the saying, when it rains, it pours? I just came up with that. I invented it. No, I'm kidding. But you've heard the saying. When things are going bad, you know, things tend to keep going bad. They snowball good and they snowball bad. Right now, everyone's getting kicked around by inflation. Everybody is. Everyone's getting kicked around by gas prices. It's just, look, there's a lot going on right now. Could there be a worse time for you to start getting eviction notices in the mail because you're a victim of home title theft? Do you know that right now, as you listen to the sound of my voice, you could be a victim of home title theft and you'd have no idea? These lending institutions, they're not gonna give you a call they're gonna start sending you late notices and eviction notices because someone hacked into your home title, took loans out against it, and they will take your home away. That would suck, huh? Go to HomeTitleLock.com right now. They'll detect any tampering and shut it down like that. HomeTitleLock.com. We'll be back. All right, it's time to lighten the mood. I don't know what it is about dogs, especially dogs doing weird things. Why does that always make us smile? It it always works for me. But before we get to lighten the mood, I talk a lot about putting your money where your morals are. We talk about that all the time. I know you want to be better at it. I want to be better at it. Don't think I'm perfect over here. I'm still spending money with this company and shouldn't. Or, Or I'll find out after the fact, oh, you shouldn't have went there, and I'll be kicking myself. It's a work in progress. I am, you are. Downloading public SQ was the greatest tool I ever discovered for making sure my money is going to companies who don't hate me. Public SQ, it's available right there in your app store. Go download it. It tells you where you should be going. Who shares your values? Where should you go get that cup of coffee? Need a new jacket? Where should you go? It will tell you in your area. Download public SQ today, all right? All right. This dog... This dog, uh, it's got some moves.
That can't be real, right? I, I watched it 10 times. That's got to be some kind of video editing like the kids do these days. All right. I'll see you tomorrow. Each morning, the President of the United States receives a highly classified briefing on the most important issues facing the country. It's called the President's Daily Brief, or PDB. It's delivered by America's spies and analysts. Well, now you can hear your very own PDB in the form of a podcast hosted by me, Brian Dean Wright, a former CIA operations officer. Each morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, I'll bring you 15 to 20 minutes of the most important issues facing the country giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.